Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wrestle, 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 hard. Wrestle, 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 hard. Wrestle, 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 hard. Are you man enough, big and bad enough? Do you have what it takes to be a national champion? Welcome back to Wrestling Mindset. Gene and Jeff Sinetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coaches from Wrestling Mindset. Wrestling-specific sports psychology program designed to bring your, bring out your best, overcome your mental blocks, and win more in wrestling and in life. Eight criteria. Do you have what it takes to be a national champ? And we say, man, we, man or woman, do you have what it takes to win your NCAA tournament? Wherever it is you fall, can you do it? That's right. So if most of the state tournaments in the country are done at this point, and now it's time for the NCAA championships. So eight questions we're going to go through. Can you answer yes to all these questions? If so, you have a chance of being an NCAA champion. The more questions you answer yes to here, the more likely you are to win a national title. All right. So we got to, we want to get eight yeses here. The first one, and this goes for anything. If you're trying to be a state champion, the same thing would apply. If you're trying to be a county champion, the same thing would apply. Fargo champ and an Olympic gold medalist. But number one, do you really believe that you will be an NCAA champ? And then if you look at this, so this is based on a blog that we wrote before, right? So it's, do do you really, the the word really is capitalized. Do you really believe that you're going to be an NCAA champion? Anyone can say it. Because the people that win it, they believe they're going to come out on top. They believe they're walking out with a gold medal and a bracket, right? Even we, we just watched the, the Brands documentary on the Big Ten Network, and, and Tom Brands was talking about winning an Olympic gold medal. And he's saying, he's, I'm not downplaying the importance of winning an, an Olympic gold medal, but that's the goal I set out for, and that's what I was trying to attain, and that's what I did. I set out to do something, and I did it. I'm not downplaying it. In other words, he believed that he was going to get it done. It wasn't a surprise when he came out as the Olympic gold medal, gold medalist. Right. You know, we're not out there as a Hawkeye fan, so we're not trying to defend anyone who's not a Hawkeye fan. Um, 
where, whether or not, where, wherever you fall on the Hawkeye question, that's your business. That's none of our business. But we're studying the best. And he was an Olympic champ. End of story. Yep. Got to believe it. That's number one. Number two, and this goes along, it's pretty closely linked with number one. When you talk about your goals, do you talk, do you use the term national champ? Or do you sometimes say all-American? Right? It's like saying, I want to be a state champ. And then sometimes saying, well, I, I want to get on the podium. Going back to brands again, do you want to be on the podium? No, you want to be on the top of the, the podium. If you're going to win an NCAA title, if you're going to win a state title, you got to believe, again, you're walking out with a gold medal and a bracket. So stop talking about being an All-American if the goal is to be a national champ. Yeah, I, was I was chastised by my assistant coach at Rutgers University when I was there my freshman <laughs> sophomore. You know the story I'm going to talk, talk about. Darren Truman, two-time All-American at Syracuse. How about the Qs? So fifth in, the, fifth in the NCAA tournament was Midlands champ. I think he was most outstanding wrestler at the Wilkes Open, the Rose Bowl of wrestling. And Schulman said, a New Jersey State champ, by the way, 1986 for East Brunswick, same high school as Gene Lasark, of our club coach. And what, what Schulman said, he asked, what, what are your goals? I'd like to be an All-American. And right away, he said, that's a BS goal. You know, he used the word. But he said, that's gar basically, he said, that's a garbage goal. He said, you know, why, why not just say you're going to win it? Is that, or he said, that's the, that's the difference between you and the Oklahoma State kid. He had no problem calling a spade a spade. I'm sure he still doesn't. <laughs> told, us straight, told me straight up that, you know, that's what separates you from the Oklahoma State guy. He thinks he, he's wrestling to win it. You're wrestling to be an All-American. I said, okay, now on it's to be a national champ. But again, it's one thing to say it just to give the lip service to the coach, but are you training to be a national champ? And, you know, that, that summer where we had the opportunity when Zeke, when I transferred to Penn, and had the opportunity to go out and train at the Olympic Training Center. And, you know, one of those things you just can't back. You can't get it back. Last week of the summer, I knew school was going to be hard the following week. And I could have gone out to the Olympic Training Center, and I didn't do it. And that's, you know, I wound up losing my wrestle-offs by a point. Really good guy, Matt Dragon. He coaches now in Pennsylvania. But, um, you know, obviously it's a, it's a toss-up match. I mean, you know, he, he got me in the wrestle-offs. I, I got him in a match in the season at the Michigan State. But the point is, it's anyone's match. And, I didn't go out there. So that's not the attitude. Of, you know, I, yeah, I get it. Like school's hard. Practices are going to pick up. But that last, that maybe you forfeit that last week and really try to be a national champ. I can't get that back now, but you can. So we went through a lot of these things. So now you don't have to go through it. Don't look, don't look back with regret. There's the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. And that's a pain of regret right there. I mean, you can't get that back. Senior year, that's it. You're not starting. Two-year two year starter, and now senior year, you're done. Yeah, it's right. And, and there's also like, it's hard to get on the podium. We get that to be an All-American. It's not downplaying. Being an All-American is an unbelievable feat. Being a state place winner is, is an unbelievable feat. These are, these are important. But if you really want to be a national or state champ, stop talking about being an All-American, right? Start living like the national champ. Um, yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. Like you're setting the bar a little bit higher. I guess I'd go out on a limb and say anyone who's capable of being an All-American is probably physically capable of being a national champion, right? Anyone who's capable of getting on the podium is probably physically capable of being a state champion, right? So set that bar a little bit higher and start believing. And then, you know, if you do lose and you become an All-American, there's, there's a little bit of room for error there too. You know, if you're trying to be a national champion, you could go back to Terry Brands. You know, he wants the gold medal, but he came out with a bronze medal. And that's still pretty darn good in the Olympics, right? And you go, I mean, you don't have to go that far back. You go to guys like Gilman. He's trying to win an Olympic 
gold medal. He wins a bronze medal, still pretty impressive. Comes back and wins a world gold medal, right? So it's, it's just set the bar a little bit higher. Don't be ashamed of setting big goals and, and speaking them publicly. And it's like, and when you think about it, when you look at someone like Terry Brands, he probably did earn the right to be an Olympic champ. When I said, of course, he didn't go out and win it. But in other words, he earned the right to put himself in the contention that if, if the ball would have bounced his way that day or if the match would have went a little bit different, he probably earned the right. So you see what, you see what we're saying there? Because I get it. Ultimately, he didn't. His dad's like, you got what you earned and everything. Okay, yeah, in one sense. But he did do enough. You know, you could say he didn't. But the point is he, he put himself in the position where he could win it on a given day. And that's what you could do yourself out there. You put yourself in the position to win it. That means going to the extra tournaments, doing the extra workouts, you know, being a little bit inconvenient. You know, sometimes to get better coaching, you have to travel a little bit. You know, a wrestling club wasn't right around the corner. There were there were open mats we could go to. Sometimes sometimes you got to drive out. There were tournaments you didn't want to go to. A, during the, I think it was in high school, you went out to Lock Haven. It's not, not that that's that far, but like that was, you know, we're not used to, we're used to doing things around the block. For us in New Jersey, being a little bit spoiled, and you're traveling out four or five hours, it's like, you know, you're, you're giving up time. So it's, you know. So the tip from the block for this, eliminate all American from your vocabulary, vocabulary or goal sheet. If you want to be a national champ, start talking about national championships. Do you let your heart show in every workout? So obviously there's got to be work in the bank to put our, like you said, to earn the right to win a national championship. And that goes for winning anything, right? You have to, you have to win twice in your preparation. That's all the training that goes into it. And then in your performance, because you could have all the preparation and perform poorly. You could perform really well, but if you didn't do all the preparation, you're probably not going to win. You let your heart show in every single workout. Right. That's 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 going to help us believe that we're going to be a national champion. It's going to be really hard, especially as you get to college. I think of, you know, being in college, you start to see that there's a lot of other people that work really hard. You know, maybe in high school, you kind of blow away everyone locally. And then in college, you start to see it's like, you know, a lot of people really want to be good. <laughs> a lot of people work hard. A lot of people have good technique and are strong. So it's like I, I basically I, I got to do more. Right. So I should I should look different than everyone else in the room if I'm trying to be an NCAA champion. And that even goes in a room like Penn State, right? Penn State, I know they have, there's years they have five national champs, but most of them aren't gonna win it. I know it's half the team, but then there's other guys that aren't starters, right? So things should look different from a guy who really wants to be a national champ and, and not just in the practice room, right? We always say that the two hours of practice is just a small part of your training. There's, you know, what you eat, what you drink, what you do, what you don't do, who you hang out with, all those other things are a factor. So let your heart show in your training, in your workouts, but then also in, in your lifestyle. Right. Not easy. The great thing about being in a club room or in a team room where there's a lot of state champs, a lot of national champs, is the fact that you're getting you're getting with people who you know are probably going to win it. Like Penn State, you know there's guys who are winning it. They're going to win the NCAAs, some, not them necessarily. But there's going to be certain people in that room who win the national championship. So it's like in your head, if you outwork everyone on the team, you've basically, in a certain sense, earned the right to be a national champ. And that's why you put yourself at competitive wrestling clubs and be around good people. Because if you could be the hardest worker in the room, it doesn't guarantee you success. But you know you're outworking other people who are state champs and national champs. So it goes back to leaving no stone unturned. And then one of the things we talked about in the blog is just approaching every workout like this is the workout that's going to help me become a national champ 
So then the, it's, it's funny you look back to some of the old blogs that you wrote, but it says, quick question. I could have taken my time. I wrote the article. But um, if you knew 100% that you would win a national title, if you gave 100% effort and had a great attitude and remained focused for each workout this week, would you do it? Of course. Right. So start believing that each workout will help you win a national title. So if you really believe that the training you're doing is preparing you for a national title, you know, it's easier to let our heart show in in those workouts. So you tie you tie it, you know, you tie it to the goal. Right. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be that important to you that each workout could make the difference because it could. And most of these point these most of these matches this week in Atlantic City and this goes anywhere else in the country. It goes for the Nationals. This video will be released after the end, but you'll see a lot of these matches come down to one point, two points, overtime, double overtime. So anything could have made the difference. You parents out there, you coaches, anything could have made the difference. If your kid did a little bit of mindset training, it might have made the difference. If you did a little bit of strength training, it could have made a difference. A little bit more, you know, an, an, one extra workout, one, one more, you know, being a little bit more focused with your time, better, a better weight cut, a better sleep. Any, could have made the difference and and mostly mindset at this time of year yeah but i think the last we did a study i saw when i was going through our blogs i think the year in new jersey 14 weight classes five matches were in overtime so five overtime victories and 11 out of the 14 matches 10 or 11 of the 14 matches were decided by less than three or less points so you, ju you just look at a statistic like that and you're like everything matters <laughs> you know everything is important your performance your mindset those little things you, you, you did, those things you didn't do. You talked about like not going out to the Olympic training center. It's like, those are the things that haunt you. The, the, those are the regrets because you're like, I was so darn close. Yeah, you got you to really want it. It has to be, it has to be, your wrestling has to be an obsession. Of course, not at the point of idolatry or sacrificing faith and morals. If you had to pick, it's like, oh, you had the tournament or, or church. You go to church, obviously, but like, you know, but as far as, as far as, you know, you have to make it really a borderline obsession. Ultimately, I think that's what, that's what, that's what schools and that's what um, doctoral programs and, and that's what jobs are going to want to see. That you just weren't in a sport, that you were really dedicated to it. So be obsessed because the guy you're going up against, the guy who's really good is probably obsessed with it. <laughs> you know, again, we're saying it in a, I'm using obsessed in a very, you know, obviously not obsessed, but he, it, it's got to be a borderline obsession because and you got to really, really want to win. We're not talking about focusing on winning. I know this, the tone of this conversation is a lot different than the other ones, but you have to really want to win. You have to, you have to have it in your head. I mean, I, I saw, I saw, um, you know, a lot of people out there over time where they just didn't really, they didn't really want to win. It was like, it was kind of okay if they did or if they didn't, maybe they would wrestle their senior year. Maybe they wouldn't. These were some of the best people, some of the top ranked guys in the state. They didn't even really want to be there. So you could separate yourself from those people who are even some of the top ranked guys just by wanting to be there. And you know, never know if people quit. This time of year, Coach Giordano used to always say, you know, what did he say? He's H-E-W, had enough wrestling. So your opponent, he's so close to breaking, or he might be, Maybe he's not. Maybe he's there to stay too. And in that case, good. You know, I hope he's at. You know, you hope he's at his best. So it's not like, oh, you beat him on a bad day. You beat him when he's at his best, right? That's what Arnold Schwarzenegger said about Lou Ferrigno in, in Pumping Iron. He said, if he's at his best, he's like, good. He's like, I hope he's at his best. Number four, do you have one quality or attribute that you believe is better than anyone in the country? So yes. if you're going to be a national champ, there's got to be something that you do that is better than everyone else, and you got to believe it. And it's going to be different for everyone. The, the good thing about wrestling, there's many different attributes of a wrestler. Strength, speed, technique. You could go into a million things from there. 
um, conditioning. You got to know where you're strong and you got to make that, you got to use it as a weapon. You got to know that going in, you got to build confidence from that. And you have to bring the match into those waters as much as you can. Yeah. I mean, we knew we were, we knew we were conditioning guys. Like we, we weren't the best technicians. We weren't the best brawlers, but we had the best gas tank. Or I, I thought, I thought I had one of the best gas tanks. So it's like, we got to wrestle a high pace match and bring them into the third period. And then, you know, pick them apart. Um, it wear them down. Okay. That's one thing. But then you have Ben Askren, who's a scrambler. I'm not comparing myself to Ben Askren, obviously here, but I'm saying for him, he wanted to bring the guy into a scramble. Or if you have a guy who's a thrower, he's going to, he's going to jack you up upper body and look to, and look to step in and, you know, bring you over. So, and then a guy like John Smith might not be tying up with you at all. He's just motioning, motion, motion, grabs it, room, elbow, rip, high crotch. So take, wrestle the match where you're good. If you're stronger than the guy, you need to make it into a strength thing. You need to get him tying up with you, pull him up into you, you know, get that, get that body lock that you need. But if you're a speed guy, stay out of there. See, it's, it's funny because a lot of times the clarity, and this happens sometimes, not that I'm recommending this, but with, with your teammates who are a lot bigger than you. I remember when I would wrestle sometimes teammates who were a lot bigger. Uh, sometimes you feel like you're doing a little bit better because I know it's a low single or bust. I'm not going to tie up with them because they're a lot bigger than me. People are stronger than me. But sometimes I might be able to get a quick single leg. And it's just having that clarity, knowing what you're turning it into. It's like, I'm not tying up with this guy. Yep. So know what you're the best at, develop it, and make it freaky good. Number five, do you know why you want to be an NCAA champion? So the people that win it, we always talk about having that purpose beyond the goal, right? So do you understand why do you want to be a national champ? Why do you want to be a state champ? It's going to add purpose. It's going to help you get through the tough times, right? It's going to get you through the adversity. There's going to be ups and downs regardless of who you are. And then, and then a lot of times it's just going to be that extra push. Those days that you don't want to do something, it's maybe the nat being a national champ isn't enough motivation. What what gives you that further motiv motiv? <laughs> I was going to say from uh, Rocky for motivization. What gives you that that further motivation on those days where, you know, maybe you don't want to do it. And and a lot of those guys who achieve the ultimate goal, they're they're starting off with the mentality that I have a destiny. Like, this is my destiny to be a national champ or to be a state champ, which is kind of when you think about it in the scheme of things, it's kind of weak because it's like, OK, so you're in the state or national champ. And then you go on to live for another 70 years. But a lot of times you don't. that's why I keep it in perspective also. And that's a big thing for championship weekend. Make sure you keep it in perspective. It's not just about the win. I mean, these things come and go. And the person you are is the person you are. That's what remains forever. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a Wrestling Mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to wrestlingmindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Do you want to, do you know why you want to be a national champion? So, so do you want to leave a legacy? Are you trying to attain personal excellence, you know, just excellence and just 
develop as a person? Are you trying to honor or glorify God through your talents, through what you've been given? Are you trying to maximize your potential? Use the gifts that you've been given, right? Be a good steward of your gifts. What is the purpose beyond reality? And you see that in the Olympics all the time, right? The people have a strong faith. You know, they're thanking God after win or lose. But when they win, you know, their purpose was just beyond just winning. You know, they, they feel like they're using the gifts. You think of chariots of fire, right? That's, you know, when I run, I could feel God's pleasure. So it's like you could, uh, you just, it just pushes you in those difficult times. It gets you through adversity. And um, I don't know, it keeps you on the path because things are going to be hard getting there <laughs> for anyone. Yeah, and you could see a lot of times these people that even after they lose, they still thank God or they still, so you could start to see the, the genuineness. Not that I'm saying people are being disingenuous if they thank God when they win. And you see this all the time across music, Academy Awards. Like the winners are usually thanking God. So it, it's really not a scientific thing. If you were to say that that has nothing to do with it, it actually does have something to do with it. The proof would be on you to tell me that, that's, that, that that doesn't have something to do with it. And first of all, you can't prove supernatural grace, so that's out. And then number two, you know that, again, the, the sheer number of people that are thanking God, clearly purpose and destiny mean something. Now, your destiny might not be, you might, tr you might think your destiny is to be a state champ, and then the cards roll out and it wasn't, but maybe your destiny was to try to be a national champ. And you got to pursue it all the way because if if you don't if you if you pull up short then maybe it was and you didn't fulfill your destiny and that's well I guess you would you wouldn't not fulfill your destiny because if it was your destiny you would have done it but the point is you're giving it a real run and believing in purpose the purpose is more important than the goal that's what we always say with goal setting your purpose is more important than your goal if you know that you got the lesson that's right number six do you love wrestling do you love the sport of wrestling because good luck being an NCAA champion if you don't love it. You know, I think of guys like Yanni, right? It's like how much he just, he loves being in the room. He loves talking about wrestling. We'll even send him a DM and he'll answer. We were asking, we were, what were we asking about? Him and Spencer Lee's another guy. We we're talking about how to finish a fireman. Should you go bottom leg? Should you just take him off his feet, go up top, like a, end up like in a lateral drop? And these guys, they love talking about it. They just love the sport. They love being in the room. They love getting better. They love learning new things. So I don't know, maybe you could get away with being a, a state champion with not loving it, but it's going to be really, really tough to be an NCAA champ if you don't really love the sport of wrestling. And it's going to be very difficult to get to a really high level. The higher the level, the more you're going to have to love it because you're just going to have to do so much stuff. I was going to say crap, so much stuff to get there. You're going to have to go through so much adversity, so much time, learn so many hard lessons that it's just going to be tough to continue to grow and stick with it and not lose your motivation. If, if you really don't love the sport and you see it a lot, you see it. Maybe one of the biggest differences from like going high school to college, right? Guys have success in high school and you find, you kind of find out who really loves it because maybe they were just really good since they were a kid. And then they get to college and they're getting beat for the first time in a while. And you start to see maybe, maybe I don't love it. And that's where you see a lot of people quit, you know, which again, if, if you don't love something, I'm not saying you should wrestle if you really don't love it, but the people that then get to that next level, there's there's a passion, there's there's a fire, and it's just tough to get there. Look at the guys now. I mean, you look at they like good luck beating a guy like David Taylor or Kyle Snyder who just absolutely love the sport, you know, and are they they live and breathe wrestling because because they enjoy it, right? He's lost. Look at look at their in, investigate their competition careers. David Taylor, uh, Kyle Dake. How long did it take them to go from tremendous college success? 
<laughs> it's a tremendous international success. It took a, a good, I don't know, four or five years to have any real, you know, measured success in terms of world and Olympic titles. Why did they stay with it? They love the sport. Yeah, look at David Taylor proves that. It's like he just won the Olympics, which is the pinnacle. He's going, and he just beats Yazdani. Close match. Who always gave David Taylor a hard time. Even the time he pinned him, like, Yazdani's clearly scoring on David Taylor a lot. And um, he knew Yazdani was going to be at the World Championships, whatever it was, three months later, four months later. And you would say, it's well, he has nothing to gain. It's like he just wants to wrestle. And he said so in his interview. I know the guy I was thinking about. And the reason why I went into the whole arbitrariness of the, the chrono system, the time period that you're born into, Andre Agassi. Andre Agassi, he was a guy who hated tennis. Said his dad forced him to play tennis. He hated his whole life. This is well documented on interview. And it's like, okay, he might have been really good. And then Pete Sampras comes along and he's beating him every time. It's like, you know, I mean, again, you might hate something and still be really good. I mean, if you're if you're just a genetic freak, and even then you're probably gonna get exposed. And even if you didn't get exposed, what good is it? It's like there is at the end of the day, sports is recreation. It's not faith and morals. It doesn't, you don't have to play sports. Even if you feel like you have to, you don't. You'll realize that after your wrestling career is over sometime. But what happened? He runs up against a guy like Pete Sampras. I, again, I don't watch a lot of tennis, but I know about the story that I actually said he hated tennis. I don't ever remember hearing any interviews of Pete Sampras saying he hated tennis. And now, yeah. look. I would also look at that. It's a huge outlier. So it's like, it's, it's that's a separate lesson, really, with Andre Agassi. But it's like, it's such an outlier where you find a guy that gets really, really to that high of a level that absolutely like hates something. If you don't stick around after practice, if you don't do extra, it's going to forget about being an NCAA champ, forget about being a state champion, probably forget about being a, a district or county champion. You know, you got to stick around after after practice. That's a lot of times when you learn the most. You know, you ask your coach a few questions after practice. You know, you do the, the little things right, like stretching. Right. So making sure that we're, we're working on our flexibility, we're cooling down, um, we're taking care of our body rehab. Right. So there's, there's just a lot of things. So number seven, do you stick around after practice? Now I'll let you take number eight. It's do you train your mindset? The best wrestlers, the NCAA champions, you better believe it. 100 percent guarantee for sure are very mentally tough. They have a really they have good mindsets. Doesn't mean that they're bulletproof, but they're they're going to have to be pretty close to bulletproof to get to that level. Yeah, I mean, looking at the NAIA level, right? We're, we're working with the number one and number two teams in the country, Life University and Grand Central, Grandview, Grandview. Yeah. So it's like, we basically, I mean, you know, of course, anything could happen. You know, it seems like we have a monopoly right there on the NAIA. They're working on their mindset. So to beat, to, to, so in other words, to beat one of those guys who's likely one of the favorites in the weight class, you're beating, a, you have to beat a guy who has been training their mindset um, at the division one level. We've we've either worked with or we've been around a lot of these people for some time. You look at Kemmer and Cassiope from Iowa. They were guys who were on our mindset program. Um, Suriano, Shane Griffith, Bergen Catholic. We don't work with them directly, but we worked with Bergen Catholic. They've heard us out many times. You look at um, um, Mike Kolioko, Penn University of Pennsylvania, and the Pennsylvania wrestling team. We've been working with them. So it's like you're gonna. You're seeing people, and we at this point in time, we probably we probably have some kind of connection with every Division One school in the country. Not necessarily working with the team, but people who've been on the team and certainly have had an influence on the, on the individuals on the team, right? Because you really can't you really can't influence a team. You have to influence individuals. A team is a group of individuals, so you you, you influence individuals, and that impacts the team indirectly. So working on your mindset, and the way to do that is wrestling mindset, and, and we're hiring. 
We're hiring, like we've been saying in our calls, anyone who's looking to anyone who's passionate about sports psychology and mindset, what we do. And I've been and I've been talking to people like crazy these past couple of days. You know, some of them are going to make the cut. Some of them aren't going to make the cut. Uh, you know, it's it. it I want to see people who are have either some kind of experience with coaching or mentorship, love mentorship, love mindset. Give us a call. You know, we'll put the link in the show notes. But, you know, people who are looking to be more entrepreneurial, people who are looking to be hustlers and go getters, get out there, basically have the, the same kind of aggressiveness that we have with our wrestling. That's what we have with our business. We want you to be aggressive with speak at the wrestle. You know, of course, the wrestling clubs that agree to have us in. We want you to be aggressive and get out there and help those clubs, help those kids. So we're not looking for passive personalities here. We're looking for people who who have who have a ferocious desire to help people with mindset. I, I, before we finish, I got to say, also got to we got to shout out Bergen Catholic. We've you know number one state in New Jersey, which is serious business nowadays, right? New Jersey, one of the best in the country. They've been doing the program. There, countless individuals and in as a team for I don't know seven, eight years. One of the first teams that, that started with wrestling mindset, probably going on like eight years now. St. Cloud State's another one. University, they've been, I don't know how many times reigning division two national champs. So again, if you're going to, if you're going to beat the champs, you're going through, again, like Gene said, you're going to go through somebody who's done extensive mindset training. So it's, again, it's, it's one of those things where you don't get to the top without having a good mindset. And, and you don't want to miss the boat. It goes back to, I think it's like, Man, it's like one weekend in the summer. I could have went to the Olympic Training Center, and it's like, and it's like, and I didn't do it. And it's like that's and that and that bites me, and it hurts because you're like, oh man. It's like, well, and it's not like like I know my reasoning. My reasoning was I know school is going to be hard. Penn was a very tough school, so it's like I, I knew I was basically in over my head. I knew that Zeke was going to be running us with you know two or three day practices again the week the year before was hell. So it was going to be it was going to be tough. So make sure you get involved with wrestling mindset. We'll sign up in the link below. Um, we're hiring. Reach out to us if you have a ferocious desire to help kids. And remind you, as always, that whether it's sports, school, business, or life, and wrestling, mindset makes the difference. Have a great week. Be aggressive out there. Championship weekend. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.